And welcome back to another edition of Official Word Sports. I'm Vince, and I'm here with my co-host, Stevie D. Stevie D, you know, this this whole off-season thing kind of has us, you know, kind of topsy-turvy. You know, our schedules and many apologies to all of our all of our subscribers, our fans, our listeners that are out there. There's this thing called life. <laughs> You're not lying there. And it gets in the way sometimes, right? So, you know, we we we've been not on our typical hiatus, but you know, we had we had a couple of weeks off and you know, we're back in the saddle and and I'm so glad we're back because you know, the NFL draft is here. Oh, thank goodness. I can't wait. Right. Free agency was Christmas. I, this is like birthday, right? We're going to be able to open up some presents and, you know, we're pointing out exactly what we want to get. Oh, by the way, Stevie D looking kind of slick over there. Looking sharp. I, I, I like it. Ah, the uniform. We have the uniforms. <laughs> the official word sports corner zips. Thank you very much. Much appreciated for the for those. And yeah, I kind of you know you kind of feel official. No pun intended. I'm definitely yeah. Kind of feel official, but yeah, you know. So it, we're not looking under the tree, but we're pointing as we're walking through the mall, saying, "Ooh, I'd like that," and "Ooh, I'd like that," and "Ooh, I'd like that." Right? I know what I would like as a Buffalo Bill fan. I would like a cornerback. That's exactly what I'd like. And we'll talk a little bit about that. But every team uh, is starting to prepare. But you know the funny thing, before we get into it, the funny thing, when when you start talking about uh, the the draft, the, the funny thing that happens, DVD, is that all of a sudden this becomes the lying game, right? They had, <laughs> the, movie, they had the movie The Crying Game. Well, uh, this becomes the lying game. Right, because all these teams, first of all, they'll bring in their thirty, the top thirty uh, prospects. Right, that that come into the organization, they want to weigh them and you know talk to them and see how fast they are again and see how big the hands are and get to know the guy, with no intention of ever, ever, ever drafting this guy. Right, maybe they're just trying to get some notes so that when they do. Go to a team that they have a little scouting report. Maybe that's what it is. But, you know, they, they want other teams to think and feel as though. Yeah, oh, gamesmanship. Gamesmanship, right? I call it the lion game. You call it gamesmanship. <laughs> so, hey, so CBD, how are you? And, and uh, you know, good. let's get into it. I'm good. I, I mean, I'm ready to go. You know, as a Jeff fan, you know, when you got four picks in the top 38, there's a lot. There's a lot of hope there, right? When you think about it, so uh, you, know, you from guys the, from do the, have a lot of picks there, my friend. Uh, and yeah. that's because of Mr. One Jamal Adams, Jamal Adams, and then um, I thought the Sam Donald trade netted us that 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 other pick. Did you get a one out of oh, you got a, a two for Sam Donald? Yeah, yeah, so we have two first rounders. And then two early second rounders, really early second rounders. So I think it's like uh, 34 and 38. Um, so that's real nice. Is this so. the first time with, with the spectacles? I mean, are, yeah. you going, are you going Hollywood on us here? Well, you know, busting out the new, was it the I, new shirt, I, busting I out see, the glasses? I see. Yeah. It's making me time. look more mature. 
I think I look more mature. You're, you're going big time. You, oh, you yeah. are going big time. Somehow I missed that memo, right? I still, I'm just rocking the OW Sports hat. You know, I, I can't rock the baseball cap anymore. You know, with the you know, my bald head, it just looks funny. So I don't do the ball cap anymore. So I'm about the spectacles here. So I, I got the glasses going. You're Hollywood, us. That, that, that's all I'm going to say. You're Hollywood. Big time. Well, well, hopefully Joe Douglas goes Hollywood here. Uh, you know, here soon, and it helps you know finish off the rebuild here with with these these four picks. It, it's going to be interesting. I think they're going to trade down one of the picks. I, my personal opinion, I think they're going to trade down. I, I think ten is up for grabs for a team. I think four, the Jets are not going to trade, but I think ten they'll play they'll play baseball, right? They'll play ball. So um, I, I can see them trading down. I can see a team wanting to get up there in ten. Maybe Jets move down somewhere in the twenties. And then, you know, all depends, any pre-draft trades or anything like that, I could see the Jets trying to package their twos to get back up in the first round uh, and, and grabbing may, maybe a center, the center Linderbaum from uh, uh, from Iowa. Everybody's so. talking about this kid. Everybody is talking. You know, and, you know, honestly, when you look at a center, for a center to go high, it's very rare. Right. Because typically, what do they, what do they want to do? They want to convert somebody, uh, particularly like a guard, I- into that center position for versatility. Right. You don't it's very rare that you have these pure centers that come out and especially come in high picks. I know the guy that I wanted, Quinn Menares, uh last year came out of a small school and, you know, I had him at center. And then he ended up getting moved. He went to Denver and he got moved to to guard, right? So, you know, this guy shows all the talent. And, you know, you, you've been very high on him. Yeah, you know, I, to me, that's the last piece of the puzzle for the rebuild of the offensive line. You know, and Sam Darnold's probably saying, sure, Joe, now you do this. Where were you when I when I, when I was there? You, you didn't get anybody, right? So when you think about Tomlinson that they signed from San Francisco to play left guard and, and Vera Tucker moving over to right guard. And you got Fan at right tackle, and you got Beckton at left tackle. That leaves one one spot left, and that's the center, which to me with a young quarterback, and you get a good center. I remember the Jets drafted Nick Mangold at Ohio State. And the Jets signed Kevin Mawai years back before that, you know, the play center uh, that helped the development of, of like young Chad Pennington. And he's in the Hall of Fame. Mangold will probably get in at some point in the next, you know, five years or so. He was almost a finalist this year. So, you know, centers are all the difference. Creed Humphrey for Kansas City, I thought, did a phenomenal job for Kansas City as a rookie center. So uh, I just think that's the last piece of the puzzle, and, and hopefully the Jets find a way to, to get, get that done. Uh, that, that would be a nice nice addition. What's interesting, when, when you look at the boards, and, you know, it, it's always fun to do the mock drafts, right? It, it's always fun to kind of play that guessing game. Who's going to go where? Right. That that's always fun. But when when you actually come when it comes down to it, when you think about uh, what happens on draft day, you have no clues, DVD. <laughs> you, you have no idea. And, and let, let me give you an example. Right. If we were to go back in the way back machine. Right. You had you had um, Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then when you were looking at the number two pick. It, it was up in the air, but the, this kid, Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah, from was, Oregon. That's from Oregon. right. He, he was the next pick. Sauce Gardner, which we're going to talk about him, 
Ahmad Sauce Gardner was way down the list. And you want to talk about just draft capital going up, going up, and going up. This kid now is projected in a lot of the mocks to go up to number two. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sauce is good at four. Four is the right spot for sauce. Well, you know, for sure. The the stat, and you I'm sure you know it. The the career stat for Sauce Gardner that I think is blowing everybody away. Never allowed a touchdown in his career at the University of Cincinnati. And he played as a true freshman. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I, are you kidding me? <laughs> that, that, that's why I'm hoping, you know, because it's interesting, right? What's Jacksonville going to do? Because, honestly, Evan Neal, the tackle, he's going to be a beast. And I don't know where Jacksonville – I don't think they need a left tackle, but it's going to be interesting with Neal because when you're talking about a tackle spot, man, that's somebody you can pencil in that's going to be that that good – for 12, 14 years maybe, if, if health is not a factor. Um, it, I mean, that's a tough that's a tough guy to, you know, to to pass on. And then, obviously, you got talented edge rushers in, in, in Kayvon and, uh, uh, and Aiden. I'm not a fan of Aiden out of Michigan, and, and I like Michigan as, as a college. I just – I'm not a fan of Aiden. Um, but, you know, those guys are going to – and I thought there was one other guy that came up real high – as an edge rusher, oh god, the name's escaping. Let me see if I can find it here. You talking about the Trayvon Walker? Yes, from Georgia. Yep. Yes, yeah. that guy. That guy, I think, can steal up and, and move up the draft board. And 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 they're saying he's a better athlete than than the other two edge rushers. He's just a little bit, I think, more of a raw talent, maybe or something. I don't know. Uh, but maybe he sneaks up there. Um, now, to me, what I feel bad for is young kids that got hurt. Stingley Jr., right? Hey, Terry. Hi, Terry. Right. You, you got Stingley that got hurt. Drake London, another good young wide receiver, talented receiver that's hurt. You know, what happens to those guys, right? Jamison Williams, uh, the tour to ACL. Man, tell me your heart didn't break in that game for that kid. And we, and we were just talking, you know, and, and it seems to happen every – well, not every year, but it, close to every year, Right with these inconsequential bowl games at the end of the day, right? The money grabs for the universities. That's all that, that's all it is. Uh, but you, you have one of these guys, whether it be a junior or senior, uh, who's having a great year. The, the projections start coming out early that he's going to be a, you know, a top draft pick, top 10, top five. And then all of a sudden, you know, disaster hits, tragedy strikes. I went back to the whole Willis McGahee thing, right? Uh, because that happened in that, you know, Miami, Ohio State game. Uh, and, and you just I'm saw. Still it. bitter about that game. That was not a penalty. Well, I, I'm bitter too. And here's why I'm bitter. We're right? A little bit different. <laughs> because I didn't want Willis McGahee, right? But that injury took him, he was, he was a top three pick. Right. He was a top three pick. And when he got hurt, you know, all the rehab, I, you know, I'm very happy for him that he was able to rehab and get back. But he slid down that board. Right. And here are my bills. I, you know, we we're drafting like 21, 22. I forget. I'd need to look that up. But lower on in the, in the draft, maybe even 25. And Tom, there's Tom Dono looking. Right. 
Drew Rosenhaus is sitting, two phones, you know, he's got the burner phone and the other phone going ear to ear to ear, looks over to Willis, hands Willis the phone. Donahoe's like, oh, no. Oh, we got to get this guy, right? He, we're going to lose him. And then puts in the card for Willis McGee. What a bust for the Buffalo Bills. Do you remember who you wanted that year instead of McGee? Anybody. <laughs> Anybody. I would have even taken Mr. Irrelevant and moved him up into that slot. Anybody. How, how do I put this? I am a Knowles fan, so I, I wasn't a big Willis McGee fan. All right? But then from, from just a logical standpoint, right, you, here's a guy who's coming off of a nasty, nasty uh, knee injury, right? And, and I think it was A, M, and P all at the same time. Right, right, yes. And so ACL, MCL, PCL, right? And, and so he rehabbed. And, and I, again, I give him credit for the rehab. But I didn't need him, right? And then he didn't want to come to Buffalo anyways. That's the guy he didn't want. Okay. Yeah. Right? And, and so now you bring him in, and, you know, he wants to say whatever he wants to say about the city. Listen, let me tell you something, Willis McGahee, because it still, it's still kind of burns, it still kind of hurts, right? Let me tell you something. The people that come to Buffalo don't want to leave, right? The people that embrace it. You look at anybody, right? You, you, you can hear this chatter. You can hear this noise wherever, right? But once you come there, they all say the same thing. Von Miller just said it in his most recent you know, uh, press conference talking about what he heard and what he saw, right? And everybody wants to throw shade at, at the city of Buffalo, right? Whether it be the TV market, whether it be the snow, whether it be the cold. But listen, let me tell you something. In Buffalo, we are united, right? There is a bond between those in the 716. And once you come there and you embrace the team and you embrace the city for life, you're a lifer. You are because people will love you wherever you go, whatever you do. We are, I mean, and, you know, understand we have two sports, right? We may have minor league baseball and, and lacrosse and up, but we're two, two sports. So if you're part of the Bills, you're part of the Sabres. And really, if you're part of the Bills, people will love you for life. Jim Kelly, who spurned Buffalo, you know, coming out of and USFL just started again, right? Yeah. But, who went to the USFL, said, you know, I'm not going to Buffalo, came to Buffalo, lives in Buffalo, embraces Buffalo, because that's what we are there, right? And so Willis didn't want any part of that. Willis could have been – he really could have been held on a pedestal, right? But, you know, that's fine. I don't want you. Get away and stay away, right? Marshawn, who left, right, you know, it wasn't, it, it wasn't an unceremonious type leaving. He comes back. Right, we're, we're talking beast mode. He comes back. To right. wants to come back. These are guys that only had short stints. Look at the ones who have had you know long successful careers, and that's because of that you know all of that goes to Bills Mafia, right? Really, that those kudos go to Bills Mafia. So, you know, I I didn't want him, and as I said, I would have taken Mister Irrelevant. Being a being a Seminole fan, absolutely didn't want him, right? I would have taken anybody other. But listen, when we start talking about different players, and we'll get into the draft in just a little bit, start talking about players. Word on the street is uh, over in New Jersey, there, there's some happenings going on, right? There's some wheeling and dealing that can be uh, uh, 
you know, I, I give Joe, I give Joe credit. He's trying. He is really trying to get a true number one receiver for Zach Wilson. And he's willing to make the trade and he's willing to spend on the extension for that player. And I, I give him a lot of credit because that's not who the Jets have been in the past when it comes to signing, you know, big market players, uh, especially on the offensive side of the ball. They've tried it defensively, hasn't always worked out well for, for the Jets because uh, they didn't properly do their homework. But I, I give them credit. When we talked about this before, when you're when you are the worst team in man coverage and you can't get separation, you have to find somebody that can create that separation, or you're in a bunch of trouble. I look, you can sign all the tight ends you want. At the end of the day, you need the receivers to get separation on man coverage, and it, it and and we need a number one. And I think Joe and, and Salah really see this when they look at the tape. We got to do something. So they tried for Tariq Hill. Man, they got real close. And Miami swooped in. And once Miami came in, we're a player. Tyreek Hill said, I want to go home. So he went. Let, right? me, let, let me ask you a question, though. And, and we've debated this. But let me ask you a question. When you look for a number one. I want three, tall. Is I want, I want tall. Number one? Is Tariq Hill a number one? Uh, he was a number one in Kansas City. But he had a lot of talent around him to help he, him. He right? did. Um, I, I like a bigger receiver myself than than and, and I'm not I mean I'm, it sounds like I'm dissing Tyreek Hill because of his size but he's a talented player but I don't look at Tyreek Hill I, I don't know if I'd want to give Tyreek Hill 30 million dollars annually at his age and where he's at in his career I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know his stats right I don't know the catch radius I don't know the catch percentage right. you know I don't know about his route running I don't think there is much a route running for him it's just he he. Right. What do they call him? The human joystick, right? And, and so he's just all over, and gets free. But you also had Patrick Mahomes throwing him the football, right? So who's got a lot of talent uh, throwing him the football? Who who can do things on a football field most quarterbacks can't do? So that's why I'm curious to see what they do with, with him with with Tua, right? How is that really going to work out, right? You got a Lamborghini that's parked. I right? think we I think we know what's going to happen there, right? Right. right. And then you had Devontae Adams going to, to the Raiders at, at $35 million or whatever it is. Jets weren't in play for Devontae. I, I think he wanted to go to uh, to the Raiders, play with Derek Carr. That's I think that was his childhood team growing up, if I'm not mistaken. So it was a perfect storm for Devontae Adams. Adams. They broke right. house together. Yeah, at Fresno State. Mm -hmm. And so you have um, DK Metcalf was on the board. The Jets have made a play for DK. The Seahawks rejected the trade that they had. Supposedly – it, it was the number 10 pick on the board in Seattle. I'm surprised they turned down the 10th pick for, for DK Madcalf if you're in a rebuild. I was surprised by that, but okay. And now, now oh, hold on. Now, just take a pause there. That would have been hilarious. Yeah, because we would have gotten Jamal Adams for DK Madcalf, right? And, 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 and Vera Tucker, because we wound up using the draft capital from Jamal Adams to get Vera Tucker, because we wound up moving up a couple of spots to get Vera Tucker. And, and you know, on that trade, it was that pick. So yeah, it's funny. absolutely right. I, I I just wanted to. No, no, it's a good call out, right? It's a good call out because it would have been funny. But again, if you're trying to right a wrong and you can get and you're in a rebuild and you can get a younger, you know, player at ten. And I know you're giving up DK Metcalf, but you know, I guess it all depends on what their strategy is. If you're going Malik Taylor, 
I don't know Malik's last name. Who, who is uh, Willis? The quarterback. Willis, Willis. Malik Willis. Thank you. Yeah. Um, if you go with him at quarterback, you know, DK Metcalf is a, is, a, is a nice weapon to have for that young quarterback, right? So it all depends on what you're trying to do there, That's why you don't try and trade him. And now yeah. you're, you're up to Debo, right? And so the, the, the way they analyzed it, um, uh, the Jets' 10th pick would be the, – the, the, the experts are saying it would be the 10th pick for Debo Samuel, and the Jets would get like a, a fourth or fifth rounder with Debo. So, because the tenth pick overall for Debo is too high, so they, they, the the ers would have to compensate and, and, and give a late round pick to the Jets for for Debo if they're willing to trade Debo. But or you can do the two number twos for Debo, which again equates to I think they say the third uh, um, at the thirteenth overall pick if you trade both the thirty four and the thirty eighth pick for Debo. I don't so. know if that's too high, though. I, I, when, when you look at Debo Samuels, you know, it, it, is Brandon Ayuk the number one over there? No. You know, D- Debo is, is, is Swiss Army knife. He is. But right. if you line him up, Debo can run regular routes. That's he, right. He, he just yep. has so much twitch in him that you can put him at running back, right? But but I think I think, excuse me, I, I think where his weapon is for the Jets – is LaFleur and how he's doing the offense with motion and getting different players involved. You saw that a little bit with Brexton Berrios where they tried to get him the ball more with his speed. And so I, I see Debo taking that role, right? Being He can be a number one, which Corey Davis, I think, slots better as a two. And you can move Elijah Moore in the slot, which I think is a dangerous weapon in the slot is Elijah Moore. With his quickness and his route running, I think could be very dangerous coming across the middle with his moves. I, I think it's it's I think it's a good move to to go get Debo. He's young. I think he's 26, so he's still very young compared to some of the other wide receivers that are out there. So I, I really do. I like that. I'm starting to get it more and more in in uh, and liking this move for Debo Samuel. I like drafting a young receiver. The Jets typically don't have good luck drafting wide receivers. It's been a bust for, for, for many years when we tried to, to get a wide receiver in the first or second round. The last one we had that was worth it. Some people say Keyshawn Johnson. I don't think it really worked out well with Keyshawn with the Jets. I think they thought he was more of a deep threat. He was more of a 10-yard a guy versus Keyshawn. The one guy that I go back before Keyshawn is Altoon. Altoon, unfortunately, the concussion's getting hit over the middle because he was a beast. He wasn't afraid. And he played in an era when men were men. Um, and unfortunately, um, his concussions, you know, took him out. take your shots. Hey, I'm taking shots, baby. So, and so, so, Stevie yeah. D, uh, you know, while, while I'm doing the, the other thing called my other job, right? Um, there was a conversation that was being had, um, by, by one guy in particular who is, is a Jet fan, diehard Jet fan, similar to yourself. Uh, another guy, um, you know, big, big ball fan and, you know, going back and forth. And so the topic came up of, of DK. I, I'm not, I, I, I was a big DK Metcalf fan coming out. Right? You can go back and look at some of our previous podcasts. I, I really wanted him. I thought he'd be great for the bills, but as, as I watched DK and I, and I looked at what he's doing there in Seattle, right? DK is, really more of a stretch the field type runner or receiver um, in his route running is kind of suspect, right? But he was the benefactor of having Lockett on the other side. Sure. 
mm-hmm. and lock it in what he has done over consistently over the years, almost force that safety to come over, right, and keep an eye, which then let Metcalf, you know, basically one-on-one, right, and a lot of times they play over top, but, you know, left him basically one-on-one. When you leave that system and you go somewhere and you don't have the compliment, and no matter who your receivers are right now, I wouldn't compare any of them and say they're on equal footing with Tyler Lockett, right? So now the the focus really would go to DK Metcalf. And can you get that separation from route running, or are you only getting that separation because of deep speed, right? And I don't think it's a good fit. I really don't. That's where I really thought that if you could make a push to get a Debo Samuels in there to the Jets, you have the versatility – Plus, you have a guy who really can establish himself as the number one, right? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm. You know, you kind of sold me on that about the DK Metcalf uh, in our conversation because I was a little hyped. Maybe it's like one of those you you get you're so hungry to get a number one, mm-hmm. and sometimes you overlook because you get in love with the name and you don't break down the player, mm-hmm. right? And I and I think you you were able to break down the player and open my eyes to saying, you know what? He really is more of a one-dimensional player, where a, a talent like Debo Samuel is a—he um, can be a number one. He can play running back. I mean, think about what he's done at running back, um, and and in, in motion and getting getting the ball, maybe even you know options, whatever the case may be. He's just that Swiss Army knife that can play over the, all over the place, and it's hard to game plan for a player that can play all over the place. Um, he would be Zach Wilson's best game. friend. I I absolutely do. But, I mean, when you think about um, some of the, the weapons, because the, look, let's face it, if you're going to compete in the AFC, you better have some offense, right? Because the best talent in the league is in the AFC. The, 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 right? <laughs> this is true. Right? Between your team, Buffalo, right, that's probably arguably the best offense, right, and especially with Tyreek Hill going to Miami, it, it really brings Kansas City down offensively. So I have, you know, Buffalo at one, and I got San Diego really at two mm-hmm. uh, is, is the best, the second best offense in the league. And so if you're trying to compete, and the Jets got a lot of a holding thing. I look, the Jets are a four-win team last year. Depending on what they do in the draft and anything, you hope for a seven- to eight-win team, right? And then hopefully that next year you get a little bit more mature, and then you start making your run, right, uh, to making yourself a playoff team. But the Jets have to compete offensively. If you make the trade for Debo, now all of a sudden, Chris, da- uh, Chris Davis, um, uh, oh my God, Corey Davis goes to number two, right? We talked about Elijah Moore in the slot. You got CJ. You, uh, I don't know, how to I always think of Usman Zada from Cincinnati, right? Uh, uh, I'll just call him CJU. CJ right? is good enough. We know he's right? and, and Tyler Conklin, who again. I saw some of the tape on Tyler, and he he's something that could be a force with. And all of a sudden, you got Michael Carter, the running back. And all of a sudden, now you got something here with Zach. You got your you solidified your offensive line. Okay, there's no more excuses, Jets. There's no more. And if you get hurt, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear that you get hurt. They all should be gone. The whole front office that needs to go because if you can't get players to stay healthy, then you're no good to me. So yeah. the excuses for injuries can only go so far. It's put up or shut up time. But Debo. It could be that missing piece um, to get this jet offense going. 
Um, and, and so, I, again, I'm not Buffalo. You, you guys have a lot to compete for for a Super Bowl. The Jets, we're just trying to compete every day, right? Just compete in every game, right? If you win them or lose, just compete. Let's stop the 25, 30-point losses. Let's compete. And, and so I, it is exciting as a Jet fan seeing the rebuild, and I really like the rebuild. As is this, is this make or break for Zach? No, I don't. I don't. Well, it depends. Right? Make a break. You you hope for improvement. Like, look, Zach didn't have a great rookie year, right? But what did we see at the end of the year? The last five games of the year, he didn't have an interception, no turnovers for a rookie quarterback. The end of the year with no turnovers. So it's those steps that you're looking for any young quarterback and those positive steps, you know, going into the stuff. I, 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 I'm laughing. I'm laughing because I heard this same conversation three. three <laughs> Three or four years ago. All right, so it didn't, out. it didn't start out so well. But look at what he did over the last five, the last seven, yeah. right? But but you, you can't compare Zach to Sam, right, in fairness to quarterbacks. What you got to hope is, is you see that improvement. I thought he was making – no. Should he had some picks? Absolutely he should have some picks, right? Players not catching the football. So on the stat yeah. sheet, it looks like he has no picks and looks like it's better. But overall, you saw him much more comfortable coming back from the injury. Uh, and maybe he had time to kind of slow it down, take a deep breath, um, and, and slow the game down and be better. Now, now, not every quarterback takes that big step year two. Uh, but again, what do we always say? You just want to see improvement. So you got to get him the weapons. You got him the two tight ends. You solidified the offensive line. You're trying to get him a number one receiver. We know what we have in Michael Carter. I think he's going to be a very good young running back. Um, he kind of reminds me of Curtis Martin in a way that every time he falls, he falls forward. Hey, there we go. There's my nephew right there. Hi. There you go, Nick. Hey, join the show, baby. Um, and finally, some Jeff fans. That's what I'm talking about. Woo. So, you know. What is happening here? This was heavy bills. <laughs> changing, changing, baby, changing. Uh, you know, I see you come out with the new gear. You got the spectacles. And now all of a sudden, we have Jeff fans coming. Yeah, spread the word, baby. Spread the word. Terry, where are you? Terry, where are you? <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited. It's an exciting time to be a Jet fan. Look, it's, you know, you're two years away to really kind of compete at, at the 10 win level. But when you see a rebuild, for me, I see a rebuild and I like what I'm seeing. Sometimes you see a rebuild and you're not liking what you're seeing. I'm liking what we're seeing. And Joe's been smart with contracts so far. We're, we're, we're really good with a salary cap. So, oh, thank uh, you, Jerry. Thank you. <laughs> you know, Terry's going to be here. Terry's yeah, die hard. You know, I have, I, I would like, Stevie D, I would like to go back to Nick's comment here, right? And I, I like what he's saying, right? If you can, right, you pull the trigger and, and you get Debo. I, I, I don't want to see this happen, being Bill's fan, Bill's sure. mafia, right? But, you know, it, it makes sense, right? You get him there. He becomes Sam's best friend. Or not Sam. Uh, uh, Zach. Yeah, Zach's best friend, right? He becomes Zach's best friend. Able for the swing passes, your screens. You can run the angle routes. You can split them out. He can do whatever you want out there. Plus, you know, if Carter needs a blow or gets hurt, you know, you got somebody that can fill in there. Right, then you go after defense, right? Makes sense because to your point, you've already strengthened your offensive line, right? You've addressed the tight end situation. 
you have good wide receivers. They just haven't performed the way that they need to. Denzel Mims is a good wide receiver. He just Whatever. can't get our scheme. He, every time he's on the field, he gets these stupid – he doesn't know how to go in motion. Every time he goes in motion, we get an illegal motion with him. I'm like, oh, my God, Denzel, you're on the field four plays a game. You get one penalty in the four plays you get on the field. So we got to we, 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 we work on that. All right, we got to work on that. But, it, and then, you know, you know, whether it be Berrios, Elijah Moore, Davis. Yeah. So you have guys, they don't all have to be number ones. They don't all have to be number twos. But if they can complement each other and you bring in Debo, now you can take your focus – Right, and go to that secondary. Because to, to me, you, you, you need the sauce. You need the sauce, baby. Come on. No, no he, he will not be there. Buffalo is looking to make a move. <laughs> yeah, you, don't have enough, you don't have enough points in that system to get up that high. <laughs> Buffalo is looking to make a move, right? And, and you know, in, in a reason, that's why we signed Case Keenum. Because we're, we're dangling Case Keenum out there as trade bait. Maybe Atlanta. Right, that'll move us way up there. Right, not not ahead of the Jets. I'm still working that angle. I I worked the angle last year for Kyle Pitts. Remember, I got it, I got it done in my in my <laughs> yes in your mind. Yes, you did. Right, yeah. It it didn't come to fruition, but I got it done. Right. Um. So no, a it, 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 good insight there. Um. If I were to ask you. You know, you're, you're Joe Douglas. You're on the clock. You haven't made the trade for Debo Samuels. You haven't made the trade for DK Metcalf. Where are you going? Uh, I, at four, you, you got to go. You got to go. Oh, Terry, oh Terry, Terry, Terry. No, 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 no. You do want new players, right? We're not looking at a wholesale change. This is, again, we had free agency, which was Christmas, and now the draft is like your birthday. Right, so there's going to be something nice that you're going to open up, and you're going to say, "Oh, look at what I got!" Right? Sometimes you remember. Sometimes you get the ugly sweater, Willis McGahee, right? Mike Williams, the tackle that we had, Nathan Peterman. You know, th- th- those are things that you, you hold up. Oh, thank you. You know, you, you remember the gifts that your grandparents would get you. You know, socks. Uh, thanks, right? And, and you're, you're looking for where where's the Nintendo or the Atari or, you know, the PlayStation games, and you don't get that. Well, that's what those guys are. We always want the nice, shiny gift. But, Stevie D, so you're Joe Douglas. I'm Joe Douglas. I'm taking Sauce Gardner at four if he's available. Okay, he's not there. Okay, so now where do you go? <laughs> You just don't want to hear that name called for the Jets. That's really what it is. No, what, what, I'm going to be honest with you. Right? Yeah, you know, please, please, please. You, you, you are a dear friend, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I appreciate all of our conversations that we've mm-hmm. had over the years. Sure. And we'll still have them. But I don't want you to be at a point when the Bills play the Jets – Sauce Gardner is lined up against Stefan Diggs. Who? Yeah, that's right. The one that just got paid. He lines up against. Oh, he just got paid. He won't show up. No he more. lined up that's against right. Stefan Diggs. And I'm next thing you know, Stephon. Josh throws it for 65 in the air. Diggs catches it for a touchdown. No, that ain't going to happen. There it is. We're going to get back Carl Lawson off the edges. Bam! Again, that won't happen because we've redone the line. Or, or. The Jets are worried about Stefan Diggs and put sauce over on Gabriel Davis. Yes, my man, eight for 200, says, let me have a replay of that, and then goes over the top again. 
hey Joe, can can we call Mo Lewis out of retirement, please? Thank you. Yeah, you're a little late on that, Bray. PED twelve has been gone now for what? Uh, what three years now? You're a little late on that. I needed you to make that call a long time ago. Plus, I yeah. tried. Mo, do you want to come out of retirement? But he'll come out now. Tired of losing. That's not in pants, though, Nick. That's not in pants. Put them in pants. Uh, I, you know, I see the jet hype. It's starting to come. It's starting well, to come. So, okay. This is my draft, not your draft, right? So, we're just going to say sauce is available at four. So, the Jets are going four. They're going there. Oh, the 10th pick is the interesting pick. The 10th pick is the interesting pick because it's the trade pick. I think if somebody calls with a half decent deal, the Jets are trading out of 10. That that's that's my gut. But I don't know who who's gonna trade up to 10 and what player really would be there where somebody's gonna really make it worth your while to get out of 10. Could be the quarterbacks. Right, because the quarterbacks aren't top five. They're not. Right. So sure. I I have I have Willis going to Seattle. That that's at in nine? my mind. Yeah, that that's where I see him going. Um, you got Pickett. You know, it, everybody says Pittsburgh's in love with Pickett. A lot of people have these quarterbacks dropping down to late teens. They, not not even going at nine. They haven't dropped down to late teens. They haven't. I, I, it, it's interesting, but you you like the NFL draft is just like any fantasy draft, right? Somebody gets an itch. Somebody gets worried, right? They can't make the deal. They overpay, or the, you know, they make that 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 pick that they don't know if they're going to regret. But it starts the run, right? You you see it all the time when you play fantasy, right? Somebody drafts, you know, and typically it's the quarterback, right? Because the quarterbacks don't go early, and then somebody takes the first quarterback. Everyone's like, oh, I got to go get a quarterback, right? And so then, like, they're all gone. The top ten quarterback. Right, and then it goes on, and then all of a sudden the defense, and then everybody takes a run. It, well, that's the same thing that happens here. I um, hear me out. If you could get a partner, I trade out of four because between four and ten, I still think you get quality, whether it be a wide receiver or whether it be a defensive back. Don't ruin my parade with that BS oh, talk. Oh, hold on, sauce, sauce. Would you get back in return for that four? Would be just a king's I ransom. I, I don't know if we would. I don't. I don't know. It depends. I. I, I don't know. I, I. don't know if I'd be willing. The Jets. Jets need impact players to get on the field now. But you, you're gonna. Hold. You're gonna get an impact at ten by you having. Not, no. 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 But if I see, so you're just trying to get me out of sauce. No. So I. I. Yeah. So if I trade out and then you trade up, you get sauce gone. I know how you're working. I'm not falling for this. I am not falling for this. This little trickery, you know, the little nugget on the hats, and everybody spins them around, and then all of a sudden, I got, I get uh, ungats. So, for all my Italian friends, ungats, you know what that means. I, I, I can't say what it means in English because we're a PG family rated show, but in Italian, nobody knows. So we're good. So I'm, I'm not getting stuck with that. I keep me at four. You know, you, you know, I like where you're headed there, Nick. We, we may have a show change coming up in the future. <laughs> huh? <laughs> no, it, it, you know, look, could could it happen? You know, the Falcons are where? I mean, they're somewhere around 10, 12, something like that. They had a late run last year to get some wins, so I'm sure Falcons, they moved back. Look, Falcons are at eight. They're at eight? Yeah. Wow, I, huh. 
I mean, it's about, I mean, could we trade that to go to eight? That's not a full enough, uh, far enough. Uh, I, I could do that. But I, now to trade out a four to go to 12, I, I don't want to do something like that. I, I just, I, I don't see a quarterback going in the top 10 or in the, I'm sorry, in the top five. I just don't see that. Right. But I mean, who, who knows on that one? Uh, it, it'll be interesting when I, you know, let, let me segue a little bit, Stevie D, because if I'm Brandon Bean, already I'm looking at my nice shiny trophy um, for what I did in the um, in the off season, right? I the Bills just absolutely retooled, restacked. They brought guys back home, right? Shaq Lawson, Jordan Phillips, bringing guys that desperately wanted to come back. And then, you, you know, you land the prize, right? You land Von Miller. I mean, defensively, I would say we're set. And then all of a sudden, what happens, Stevie D? There's an issue. My issue is Jordan Poyer. Oh, not, not, he's in his last year, right? I get it. You know, last year was Cole Beasley. Now, now I got to deal with Jordan Poyer. I get it that you want to get paid. But right now, keep your eyes on the prize. You oh, see, you can't tell a player that you sound like Brett Favre. Stay out of his pocket, Javon Walker. I'm not in his pockets. Oh, but you're going in his pockets. I'm he not in his pocket. Okay, not- so 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 he doesn't get paid, and God forbid something were to happen, and I'll now take, he can't get paid. I'll take care of you. Yeah. Okay. I, okay, I'll take care of you. Right. But you're gonna send him an official workout shirt and say, "Here you go, pal." Better go. You know, look, it, 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 it's hard. I, I think right now we're going down a dangerous path in the NFL a little bit when we're talking about players unhappy with their contract and trade trade me. I mean, that's like, wow, how do we get there so quickly? And, and big-name players getting traded because teams don't want to pay. Um, and and Proyer's a big, big, big part is, of that secondary. Right? Proyer and Hyde, they, they, they you don't have money? Pay. You don't have money for them? Dude, I try to make a dollar out of 15 cents. <laughs> yeah, but you're giving money to everybody else. Why not him? Right? But, you know, oh, I hear what you're saying. Terry wants his shirt now. Uh, we're we're going to have to make these available. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. You know, custom design there. Stevie D, why don't you get up and model the shirt for a second? I'm not ready for that one just yet. <laughs> there's, a, there's, there's a little surprise on there. But, uh, <laughs> you know, so – if I go back to Brandon Bean, right, what what does he do, right? And that's the big question. What does pay he do? Pay him. Um, you pay others. You paid others. You know. I'm not good enough now. Well, maybe not. You're getting a little older. Oh, yeah, I said it. I said it. There's kids in the draft. There, there's. I don't want to break up the tandem, right? I really don't want to break up the tandem. And, and I think they are on the verge. Everything has just fit together so nicely. And all of a sudden, you have that one. You know when you try to put the puzzle together and you got that one piece and you're like, this just doesn't fit here, right? Yeah. Why is why is Jordan Poyer all of a sudden becoming that puzzle piece that is just not fitting? Because everything has taken shape, right? You got two problems, though. If you don't pay him, he's going to be unhappy. And who knows what you're going to really get. And two... I'm not even going to say it because we've seen it. I'm just going to use the name Marcus May. Okay. Because I'm not going to say it, 
But when I you you put the name Marcus May and what happened there, you know, I don't want to give you the whammy there, but for everybody, you know, it's it's a real thing, and you worry about something like that, and, and now. It's a, it's a hard situation. I don't know what his market value is. In fairness, what is his market value? Maybe with age. Maybe we could trade for what is it? El Presidente. <laughs> sure, you want twenty million dollars safety? And all he can do is come up and stuff the run and sack a quarterback. They 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 can they can hold on to that salary. But <laughs> yeah, let me know how that works out. <laughs> It would be so funny to watch that whole circle, <laughs> right? To start the year, go there, go there. No, Jamal Adams is the whammy. Look what happened. He went to Seattle, and they're not even a winner. Well, that's true. You, you don't want that on your team. That, that, that's true. <laughs> but now I, I do see us in – in. we're going to have the mock draft. We're going to do our own mock draft next week. Yeah. Uh, I do see – We got a special Buffalo. guest next week too, right? We do. We do. Uh, Mr. Sean Barber, the glue. The glue going to join us. Yeah, drop some knowledge. But uh, I, I would like to see us go defensive back. I, I've already put out early on who I wanted. All of a sudden, I started seeing my guys, you know, start going on other people's lists. I'm like, whoa, whoa, easy, right? Maybe I shouldn't have put it out there because I don't want, you know, too much attention. But I, I'm still sold on this kid from Florida, Kair Elam. I, I'm sold on this guy. Uh, you can have Sauce Gardner, you know, great stats, you know, good story the whole night. But I, I, I want this kid coming out of the SEC. I want this kid that was just a lockdown corner, physical, can play both the run and the pass, would fit in there. Only problems, DVD, I need two. Because Trey White, uh, you know, no, we're, no. we're looking – excuse me, we're, we're, we're looking at late October, November. I mean, that's three-quarters of the season, right? And then, you know, losing Levi Wallace – which he said, yeah, he said he had a sign. I don't know what sign he saw, probably I-90, you know, going east or whatever it was, uh, or going west. You know, it it just messed the whole thing up. Uh, You know, we have Dane Jackson. We have some other guys that are out there. um, But I like the talent pool that's coming out from the rookies, right? And there's a bunch of – the league has changed, Right, and the the league has really changed, Stevie. Do you think about this? If we go back in the Wayback Machine, right, maybe only just 10 years ago, you look at what was being drafted, right? It was obviously your quarterbacks were being drafted, but running backs were being drafted, linebackers were being drafted, right? These guys are no longer even being talked about, right? It's all about the wide receivers and the defensive backs. Well, right, yes. Yeah. Edge, edge rushers, edge rushers. That new team, edge rushers, edge rushers. Right? It's kind of like I replaced the outside linebacker, right? And now it's it's an edge rusher. It it is funny how that has changed. You know, the one thing that, that hasn't changed is when you get that stud lineman. That stud lineman is going to go early, right? You get that true stud lineman. Um, you know that difference maker. We, we've seen that through the years too. Orlando Pace, Baselli, um uh, and others. Uh, I have other names on the tip of my tongue, but you know I'm getting old, so I don't remember them all. But uh, <laughs> so. you, you talking about Tony Mandrich? <laughs> you know, is he is he still number two on the all time bus behind Ryan, uh, Ryan Leaf? I mean, Mandrich, my God, oh, Brian Bosworth, another guy was a big. Oh, e- easy, easy. 
<laughs> Easy. I wore the double nickel because of Bosworth. Oh, man. I did. I did. I was a Bosworth fan. I was a Bosworth fan. Well, hey, Steve- look, look, before we go, I, you mentioned the USFL earlier. And I'm throwing a curveball because this wasn't on the docket, but you mentioned the USFL. This is what's so unbelievable about the NFL. You're supposed to be the gem of the league, right? You're supposed to be the leader in everything. Replay, television, cameras, um, the way everything operates, you're supposed to be number one. How come we don't have chips in a football where they can detect where the first down markers are? Why do we have to roll out a chain? Why are these secondary leagues that are not making any money compared to the NFL leading in technology? Can somebody explain that to me? That's an embarrassment for an eight to nine billion dollar enterprise, and a small startup has got to show you how to how to run it. It's mind boggling to me. Mind boggling. All right, my soapbox is over. But that's you know it's something that's kind of weighing on me when when you brought up the USFL. I was just like, really. We, we, NFL is really behind the time. To, it's uh, it, it's well, embarrassing. What will be interesting is – what will be interesting is do the, – the whole premise of the redo of the USFL is kind of to be a, a sure. developmental league. Yep. Minor leagues for football. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Do they start to adopt the things that are successful? Right? Well, I hope so, right? Like, like to me, in the NFL, the, people have been arguing about using the football and putting these little chips, uh, you know, sewn into the football, right? Right. Forever. Why can't you put this – But why can't you use for all those years, use preseason to test it all out, right? Well, I, I, it's just mind-boggling to me that – the USFL is not affiliated with the NFL, right? I don't. You, think you can't. You can't deflate the ball if there's so, if there's a something chip in there, right? Well, maybe they can put a, a PSI detector in there and see how many pounds of, of air in there. Nice. I, I heard about your dominant victory out you, there. You, you see that, ladies and gentlemen? You see yeah. that? I heard about that dominating uh, victory that you had. You see that? Yeah. That that that's for for all of our fans that are out there watching. Uh, let me get a little close. Oh, look at that, Stevie D. That it says champion twenty twenty two. Champion, yes, sir, indeed. Played with a good good group of guys too. Um, it, it was yeah. I not to segue from the USFL, but I, I there's stories that go to that, right? You know, sportsmanship, camaraderie. We'll just leave it at that. But uh, had had a great time. Good bunch of guys out there. Got to swing the ball or swing the sticks and, and hit the ball. And I actually contributed. I was like, wow. Wow. Right? It had been a little bit. I, I was going to range trying to get the game tight a little bit. And, uh, you know, it, it was a good time. But, uh, you know, you know, it was for a good cause. Uh, and it was uh, – over at McDill's golf course, uh, part of the proceeds or the proceeds were for McDill. And so I was happy to be part of that. And uh, lo and behold, I show up. Now, I, I was invited. Long story. <laughs> the, the guy that invited me, 
he also has a podcast as well, right? So we we talk a lot of shop there. Uh, but he he's a, a business partner, right? So he had invited me out to play in his foursome one time and told the other two guys that I was the ringer. Me? Nice. The ringer. <laughs> I was nice. like, ooh, ooh, wait till you guys see this. <laughs> right? But uh, I, I think I held my own okay out there for that one. And so they asked me if I wanted to be in this one. Lo and behold, the company I work for was one of the corporate sponsors for this tournament. And I saw those guys there. And it was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> Same thing you're doing here, right? So it became a little competitive. And uh, it, it was it was interesting. It was fun. Uh, but at the end of the day, it still was a good time. Really windy. But playing on the base, security is amazing. If anybody has to go to any one of our armed service bases, you know, and just go as a civilian. I mean, it, it, it's it's interesting, right? It's a so, city. It's a city. It definitely is. I mean, some gorgeous houses yeah. on the base. Gorgeous houses, right? And uh, but those, right. those for the higher ranking uh, officials in the, in the military, just a little bit, right? <laughs> With the view of the of the bay, you're right at your doorstep. Right, I was like, "Wow, this is nice." So we, you know, at at some point, and I know uh, typically we see Dana on here. Dana is our our chief marketing. He, we may fire Dana because, uh, yeah, yes, right. I try to keep Dana budget conscious. Right. right. Oh no, there's no budget when it, when Dana comes. Oh, we got it. And he, he just takes over. We got it. You know, put that on official word sports. Matter of fact, now it's OW sports. Put it on OW sports. I'm like, Dana, we, we can't pay that much for a hole yet, right? You know, we got some spots, we got some sponsors in the works, but you know, nothing's in there. Uh, you know, carte blanche. So uh, you know, we'll it'll be interesting. But uh, I think we're all supposed to get together again and uh tee it up in another tournament. You know, it would be nice to go back to back. Oh, that would be so nice. That yeah, would be nice, that. yeah. So we'll see. Hey, I had an outing at Top Golf the other day, and uh, I'm hitting the back fence. I'm like, what in the world is going on straight? I was like, what oh, in the did, world? Did you need you need to come down for this tournament. We'll, we'll put your name on there. Let's do it. Will I you, can't hit an iron worth anything, but I can, I can I'm now hitting it, you know, off the tee, baby. We can rock Actually, I fixed my iron problem. I fixed my iron problem, just so you know. We'll rock so. the quarter zips. Let's do it. Hey, we're, we're all in. And then we come up there. You fund the plane ticket out, out of the, the thing? You talk to Dana because he's spending everything. <laughs> <laughs> he's got you covered. Dana, we got any funds left? <laughs> well, no. our, our balance is in the negative. but uh, <laughs> So, with Stevie D, always yep. good to get back on the mic, yep. right? Definitely is. Next week, you, you kind of alluded to. Uh, we'll have Sean Barber on. We're going to kind of do our uh, – oh, look. this is what I'm talking about. Terry, volunteering to be the caddy. That's, that's exactly what we need. Uh, but, you know, we talked uh, – Sean Barber will be on, and uh, we're going to kind of do a, a simulation of a, of a mock draft, especially when it gets down to the Bills, the Jets, the J- or the Jets, the Jets, the Jets, the Jets. Yeah, you know, more... I'm gonna have to stay up the whole night for sure. Yeah. I think the Jets are gonna trade back up at, at the end of the first round. 
You have any more first round picks? The Jets, the Jets, the Jets. I mean, there's teams without picks because yeah. the Jets have all their picks, right? Yeah. And then finally, you know, you know, at hour four of our show, oh, they're the Bills, they're the Chiefs, right? You know, hey, I, I think we should come back back to back days and do live draft night. Didn't we try that? We did it last year, I thought. Oh, we did the first hard. 10 to 12 picks. It was hard. It was hard. It's hard. It's hard. There's no doubt. <laughs> we're How are guys doing? <laughs> we're watching, trying to get tape on somebody. Yeah, yeah. And next thing you know, we're like three picks later. Yeah. Oh, by the way. <laughs> we tried it. We tried it. Yeah, hey. I mean, I'm game. I'm game. We, we you know. Believe me, do you want to capture my reactions on, uh, on tape if the Jets mess up that pick? You know, and I, and I think for that, uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. You know, I, I think for that, we should – I think we should do that. I really do. Hey, Nick, you know, thank you for hanging out with us. So, you know, Nick, thanks, wow. thanks. You know, we don't get too many of those. So, Nick, we appreciate that, right? Showing the love out there. We get the jet chant. That's what I'm talking about. But, uh, yeah, you know, it would be, you know, we'll, we'll call it the Stevie D show, right? Because the first hour and a half is all going to be jets, 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 right? You know, what do we have? Oh, there's a trade happening. Could it be the jets? I don't know. You know, we, we know it's not going to be the bills, right? Because we're way back there. Unless Brandon Bean does something special, Terry, you're just gonna have to stay up all night long. All right, you, it's gonna be an all nighter. Because uh, come on, give Terry, give Terry. Go ahead, come on. You gotta give Terry the. the... Should 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 I do yeah, it? You should. This, Terry, I, I'm only doing this because you know Stevie D said we're we're not ready for this one yet, but. There you go, Terry. There you go, and that, and that's for Bills Mafia. A little a little love to Bills Mafia. But Stevie D, yes. As we wrap this one up, we we ask everybody to get ready to tune in next week. We're gonna actually, I think, I guess we've just made a change as well. So we're gonna be having uh, a, a live draft show as well. So we're gonna have two. We're gonna do the mock draft, which would be interesting. Uh, and again, thank you to Sean Barber for agreeing to come on. I'm going to see if uh, we can get some others, especially from our two markets, to come in and do a kind of a post-draft recap, right? Give yeah. it a little bit of analysis. I got one more thing that I have to get off my chest. <laughs> I, I do. Aside from the first round and the players you take in your first round, please do not grade your drafts, Right. You don't know what this player is going to be. And really, even your first round picks, you can't really grade. But there's so much talent that is out there from two through seven, right, that it, it takes a while for them to kind of adjust to what's going on. Oh, I mean, I it's not like doing draft simulators before you get to a free agency. I, I have something else to talk about, too. But just to my point here is that it really takes till year three. Right. 
after year three, then you kind of know what you have, right? The, the player's been through the system. They're no longer a rookie. You see the work ethic. You see everything. You see their play on the field. Then you can tell if this guy's a bust or if this guy's not a bust, right? And a lot of times players get in situations where they have bad coaches, right? And, and then and, – and I'm thinking about your boy Sam, right? You have the constant turnover. You had Adam Gase in there, different coordinators in there, di- didn't know which way he was going – and, and it really messes you up, right? So, you know, and this is for everybody, depending on who your team is and, and you know, who you're, who you're rooting for, you have, to, you have to give it some time. However, Stevie D, one thing we did not talk about, and I know we're, I know we're running towards the end, but I, I want to get this out. There was a tragedy a week ago where uh, Dwayne Haskins lost his life, right? And very sad uh, for the whole situation. But, you know, what was quite disturbing, there's so many things that were disturbing, right? But what was quite disturbing was the tweet from Adam Scheffner. And uh, then you had the comments from Gil Brandt. Yeah, the Cowboy GM. uh, Yes. Yes. And I, I really like and appreciate even though it seems to be drowned out by the negativity i like what the players who rally behind dwayne haskins and his family what they did right each coming out saying absolutely just going after adam scheffner going after gil brent for what they're saying and saying first and foremost this is a man this is a father this is you know a husband this is a son Right. These are the things that you should talk about. Regardless, the, the athletes that, that we watch on the field, they're they're human, they're people just like you and me. The only difference is that they have maybe just that little bit more skill than what we have, or had that opportunity that we may not have had, right? And, and so they were able to do something that we wish we could do, right? But just because they're doing something that we wish we could do, that doesn't mean that you have the or or you take an opportunity to take a shot at that, at that individual, right? You know, when that man lost his life, right? Everything is gone, right? He, he is now a memory to his family, to, to his friends. And you don't degrade that, right? You don't, you don't do that. And those, those comments, I mean, it really was sickening. It really, and it it was so bad. And the backlash was so bad that Scheffner just deleted the tweet redid the tweet, but excluded all of the negative uh, statements that he had about Haskins in there. And let me tell you, just like I was saying, you know, just a few minutes ago about you can't really judge a draft or, or, you know, a draft class until after a few years down the line. Dwayne Haskins, yeah, he, he did not do well there at Washington. But sometimes it takes a little bit for things to click for people, right? To see things different. And we've seen that from a first round pick all the way to a seventh round pick, right? You start to understand what's going on. You get the feel of what it takes to be a pro in that league, what it takes to be successful. And sometimes it takes the mentorship, right? From somebody or the tutelage from somebody. And all we heard was that he was down in South Florida working out with his teammates, Right. Everybody wants to say he had a bad work ethic. Well, guess what? He was down there in the offseason working with his teammates. That's not bad. That's not poor work ethic. 
right? How many guys are down in Tahiti or guys that are down in, in Jamaica, Turks and Caicos, whatever, hanging out, right? Doing celebrity stuff. Right, not really focusing on the game. And here's a guy who's working out with his teammates so he can be better and take over that role of, of the starting quarterback. And yet you want to just cast that aside and talk about the negative? It, it just was sickening. It was sickening. It, it, you know, I, we, you and I talked so much about this, um, is that, one, players develop at different times, right, whether it's year one, three, whatever, right? There's a maturity factor that it comes in. Um, but look at the organization he came from. The most dysfunctional organization in football, and it's not even close. People may say the Jets have been a disaster. The Jets may have been a disaster by getting the wrong talent on the field, but they weren't a disaster from the owner and what was going on with the owner, with executives, to the cheerleader scandals, to all of this. You know, there's, there's a line from my favorite movie of all time, a favorite football movie, and you and I, I know, disagree right, uh, on the number one football movie of all time. Remember the Titans hits home uh, and a lot of – hits home. It's such, a, it's such a moving story. But I'll never forget, Julius Campbell said it to Gary Bertier, the linebacker. Attitude reflects leadership. It's a line that I use as me as a leader in, in what I do in my, my professional life, right? And if you have leaders that act like clowns and you had a former head coach that's – smoking and, and partying at the club, whatever, when, when Gruden, Jay Gruden was there, you don't think that's going to rub off to the players like that's an acceptable behavior? So maybe that was a trait that he learned in Washington, right? And so, so everybody's quick to judge on Dwayne Haskins, but that organization w was an awful organization. And so, uh, again, uh, it's just very disheartening that p people in, in these positions like Adam Schefter and, and Gil Brandt that come out and say something. Would you like somebody to say things about you after you, you passed Adam Schefter right? that talks about the negative stuff and not the positive stuff? I'm going to tell you. Why, why are you talk, Why are we talking anything bad about somebody's deceased? Because he wasn't a great football player. So we take these pot shots. I, I, I just, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. If you've got nothing nice to say, then don't say it. I, I don't like what Scheffner said, but Gil Brandt just absolutely floored me with what he said. I mean, floored me. And, and, you know, for anybody to – I don't care if you are 25 or if you are 85, right? He just doesn't have a filter. That's all that is, right? When you were a little bit younger, maybe the, the hamsters were spinning a little faster and you were like, oh, maybe I shouldn't say that, but that's what you were thinking. Now that you're sitting at 85 years old, now it just comes all out. And that's what you meant to say. And for something like that to be said, more needs to be said. And I don't care if you're 85, right? Respect your elders. I will respect you. And I will respect those that, that deserve to be respected. There's no respect for that. That that was absolutely just dreadful to hear that come out of his mouth. I mean, I've known people that, that have died that I didn't care for. Now, I'm not talking about athletes, people in my personal life that have died that I didn't care for, I didn't like, right? Or or, or things that happened that I, people I didn't like and bad things happened to them. But I would, I would, I was, oh man, I feel for them. Like, I wouldn't like get on top. Why well, you deserve that? Oh man, it's like, why would you, why would you attack a man and with their family? Could you imagine the his wife, his mom he, reading these things? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, just the words he was using. I mean, 
it, he he might as well use obscenities. Yeah. Right. Because it was just that bad. You don't do that. Right. You don't do that. And I don't care any of the cachet that you may have built up to me. You should be gone. Right. I Nobody should ever interview you again. Nobody should ever give you the kudos. I don't care what you did. Right. I'd rather give the credit to Landry and to Starback and Dorset than give you the credit. Right. Who are you? I mean, that, that was just absolutely disgraceful. And, you know, more people need to be calling him to task. Scheffner, I mean, Scheffner, you're, you're a fly in the wall. Your, your time is almost done because time after time, you've been blowing it with, with your reports, your fake reports or your real reports or, or, or mischaracterizing, you know, what's being done out there. Right. You know so players are going to tell their agents not to give tips to Adam Scheffner on where they're going. Right. I mean, think about it. Adam Schefter, your whole business is getting inside information from from players to agents to insiders inside a building. And you're trashing uh, or saying negative comments about somebody who's deceased for what? Uh, I just think I think he's going to get less scoops going forward. He He's irrelevant right now in my book. He really is. There, There's too many other guys that are out there. You know, whether it be the tight likes like a Jay Glazer, there's too many other guys out there that have their finger on the pulse that that can that can break down these scoops and, and, you know, talk to the GMs, talk to the agents, talk to the players and get that information out. Scheffner needs to be done. He needs to be done. They need to end it. Right. I'm not all uh, all about this cancel culture. I, I you know, that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother story. But when when you first of all, when you defame or to, to face a, a, a person with, with your words like that, when, when you are constantly bringing misinformation to the table, then at some point you become useless, right? And you're at the point now of being useless. You were the guy because there wasn't a guy, right? You were the Twitter guy, right? When Twitter started, Adam Scheffner was there, and he was the first on Twitter to say, hey, I'm getting this and, and sending the tweets out, and everybody's like, oh, this guy is in the know. Well, guess what? You're old, you're done, and you're gone. I'm done with Scheffner. I'm done with him, right? And Gil Brandt, I'm so done with him. I, I, <laughs> I just I don't even know who Gil – I'm embarrassed to say I don't know who Gil Brandt was until he opened his mouth, and then, you know, the, when the story broke, like, why would this guy say this, like – and I'm like, who's Gil Brand? And I had to look him up who he was. Um, but anyway. All right. Well, good mention of Dwayne Haskins, though. Rest yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace, Dwayne. And, and, you know, prayers out to his family and to his yeah. friends. And it, it's good. What One more thing. Um, who did, who We're never going to end the show. We're never I know. I, but I'm, try, I'm trying to think of who had it. Was it uh, DeAndre Johnson? Trying to think of who it was. Uh, somebody put a got a tattoo. I saw that uh, the other day of uh, Dwayne Hassan's number on there. I think it may have been DeAndre Johnson. So, uh, but yeah. All right, enough. We're gonna wrap it up. Uh, see, one more thing. <laughs> this is what happens. Yeah, we tell this is what we're always on the phone. Exactly. Right. We we tell everybody <laughs> that you know. The reason why we did this podcast is because we get on the phone and we were to good night, Terry. Thanks for hanging out. But we, we get on the phone and we start talking and, you know, usually Hall of Fame or something controversial. And, you know, it just starts coming out. And then we're like, all right, well, listen, I'll talk to you later. Oh, wait, did you hear yeah. such and such? 
30 minutes later, hey, uh, you know, I got to go to bed. You know, you're central. I'm easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll talk to you later. Oh, by the way, right? So we're, we're going to end it here. Next week's show, make sure you tune in. We're going to yes. be doing a mock draft. You know, we're going to have Sean Barber. And that, that'll be great. And then the surprise is that we're going to do back-to-back because we're, we're going to have to do day one. Nick, you, you got to, if, if you're still with us, you got to come out there for that one. Uh, you'll be on the clock with Stevie D as well. So uh, we'll we'll see what the Jets do. And then obviously we're going to have to wait four hours for pick 25 um, for, for the Bills to take Kier Elam. So we'll see what happens. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Subscribe. Uh, we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, and, of course, if you ever want to watch a replay, whether it be on Facebook or whether it be on uh, YouTube, you can check us out. Just look for OW Sports. Uh, we're doing, obviously, the rebranding. We have uh, some updates to the websites. We're going to change the look and feel, get better streams coming out through the website. So we, we ask that you go to OWSports.net. OWSports.net. There it is on the hat right there. You can see that. OWSports.net. So uh, for my co-host, Stevie D, it's been real. I'm Vince, and we'll talk to you soon.